Welcome to the podcast Encounters. I'm your host Nikki Tay. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Your time is absolutely precious and I appreciate you choosing to share it by tuning into today's episode. Encounters is a safe space that I'm creating for us to have open and honest conversations about everything we encounter as we navigate life and that means everything. There's nothing off limits, there's nothing we want to get into so stick around and I sure hope that you enjoyed this episode or any other episode you choose to listen to. guys how are you good morning good afternoon good evening i hope you're doing fine hope everything is going on well with you it is my pleasure to be here once again and i'm sending you all the love and all the positive vibes and all of that you know happy belated valentine's (laughs) valentine's was like a few days ago and i hope everybody got to experience some love and some warmth even if it's not like romantic it's not only supposed to be a romantic love celebrated. All love is valid. Yeah, I'm just hoping that everybody felt love. Side note here, like, so you guys are serious. You guys are seriously in relationships and being treated like, I don't even know. I was just seeing so many posts and everything and I was like, wow, people are out here in love. People are being spoiled. People are feeling loved. And I really like that. So yeah, if you enjoyed your Valentine's, that's good for you. If you didn't, don't worry. It's just a day. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, welcome to today's episode. So I wanted to, first of all, say I wanted to add something new. But I will add this thing, but I won't do it today. I'll do it next episode because it slipped my mind. I knew in my mind I was supposed to prepare this, but I just started recording and I'm not going to wait to go look for this thing and then come back. Anyways, I will be introducing a medical fact of the week or of the episode. Med school is very expensive. Six years is a long time. And I cannot let all the knowledge go to waste. (laughs) And I cannot wait for I don't know when till I get to practice it and apply it. So I will be giving like an interesting fact or something that can help you health-wise or just something you needed to know. I could do that off the top of my head right now, but I just want to make it calculated and explain and all of that. Medical fact of the day will be coming soon from next episode i hope you guys like that i have been watching a show it is eight seasons long and i'm so sad because i'm almost at the end of season five that means i only have three seasons left then i'll be back to watching this short series people produce nowadays i mean why a series like eight episodes and then they're done and i really hate that especially when they do a limited series i'm like come on i need the drama i need to be engulfed in someone's whole life for eight episodes <laughs> i'm watching house md it's interesting i love that of course i enjoy it because i'm a med student so it's a thing i love anyways now on the agenda i have a story i would like us to get into it's a bible story and there's just a few gems in there i like reading the bible as a story sometimes you know it makes me read more chapters than just reading one part one day so sometimes I just stay up reading and i like it i'm like let me just get into this story so i will tell you and then we get into what i want to share this is a story of samuel and Saul. that part where king Saul becomes king this story is found in first samuel the first chapters of first samuel I wanted to read the story of Hannah and Penina. Elkanah had two wives, Hannah and Penina. Penina could have kids and Hannah couldn't. And she was very miserable. Da, 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 da. Like that's what I was reading. That's what my aim was to read, to understand that 
but I ended up reading way much further and then I found it interesting. Eventually, Hannah prayed and God granted her a child and other children. So Samuel was the first child. Hannah promised to God that if you give me a son, I will give him to serve you. Like he will be serving at the temple. He will be with the priest, Eli. So she gives birth and when she is done like breastfeeding the baby, she gives the baby to the priest Eli. Samuel is under his wing. He's a good boy. He learns, he serves, and people like him. He ends up taking over. Okay, not taking over, but Eli gives him the mantle of leadership because at that time, priests were the ones who were seeing over everything and judging and just being the leaders, yeah? He gave that to Samuel because his sons were degenerate. Like, they were just messy. They were not good. People complained and Samuel was the one who took up this role. So Samuel was a wise man. He's very much praised. He served God. He loved the Lord. He did everything he was supposed to do. Somewhere along the way, the other nations around the Israelites started to attack and there were all these territory wars. There was the Philistines. Philistines, they had the kings. They had, I think, five kings. There was another king who was sending his army to attack the Israelites. So the Israelites were barely escaping. There was just a lot of war and confusion going around. The priests would pray, oversee the religious ceremonies, offer sacrifices and just be the mode of connection because God had I don't know if it's like a favor or a soft spot but whenever he wanted to communicate it coming through his priests stroke prophets what happens is now the Israelites are worried and they're scared and they go to Samuel and they're like listen we want to have kings just like the other nations around us we don't want to be governed by prophets anymore we want a king tell God we want a king so Samuel goes to God he's like God these people are saying they want a king they're rejecting me yada yada but God is like it's not you they're rejecting they're rejecting me God because if they truly loved me instead of turning to the solution of having a king just like everybody else around them just thinking a king would save them and make the nation better then they're wrong and they've rejected me God go back and tell them how bad it would be for them to have a king so Samuel goes back and he's like, okay, you guys, you want a king, but this is what's going to happen. He'll be taking your sons, drafting them into the army. They'll be fighting wars. They'll be serving in his palace. He'll take them as his workers. You'll be basically slaving for him. He'll take your daughters. They'll be in the bakeries, in the kitchens. They'll be cleaning and doing all their labor for his palace. He will take your land and he will take your belongings and give them to his favorite officers and the people he likes. So basically, he was telling them, okay, I get that you want a king, but if you have a king, he'll be ruling over you in an inappropriate way and you guys will actually be mistreated, basically. And they literally say, we don't care. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. Well, guys, confidence on a hundred. They're like, we don't care. We don't care. We want a king. Yes. And God is like, you know what? It's fine. Give them the king. Since you've told them what will happen and since you have done your best, they're still rejecting me. Give them a king. So what does God do? God even goes ahead to orchestrate the way this king will be chosen. He picks a son of a man from the lowest of the lowest of the lowest tribes and tells Samuel, this is the person you will choose and this is how you will anoint him and this is what will happen. And he takes care of that 
makes sure that he's chosen a strong man. When the Bible describes him, they describe him as he was taller than everyone else. He was built. He had like the physical appearance that he could lead. I don't know <laughs> why, but yeah, it was, I guess, an important part. So he eventually found Samuel and Samuel told him he will be the king. Don't tell anybody until this specific ceremony and then this and this will happen. So that day they gather, Samuel calls all the tribes of Israel and Saul is chosen as king, Saul from the tribe of Benjamin. After some time, there's a battle that happened and Saul led this army. He slayed this other nation. I mean, they were running away from Saul. They were running away from the Israelite army. It was just a massacre. Anyways, people were very happy. They went back, they celebrated Saul. Even those who are saying he wouldn't be a good king are now in his favor, in favor of Saul. So this happens. Then God is like, okay, go address the Israelites. So Samuel is like, have I ever wronged any of you? Have I been unjust? Have I taken your possessions? Have I mistreated anyone? Everyone is like, no, you've been a good judge over us. He's like, this is your mistake. You have been rejecting God ever since he was trying to take you out of Egypt. He took you out of Egypt and then you guys went to worship idols in the desert and you are basically mocking God. God forgive you. You did this. God forgave you. So he goes listing all the things they did. And now you have rejected God and you want a king to be like your God, basically. That's why they wanted a king because they're like, God can't save us anymore. A king is what will be good for us. That's what they are trying to say. You have rejected God in this case and you've made him angry all the times and he's always come through for you. Yes, God was angered, but he just wanted them to know what they did. I will call upon God to strike this place with wind and thunder so that you can know that, you know, God is mighty and powerful. So he prays and this whole scenario happens as wind, there's thunder, there's a whole show of things. They're afraid and they're like, pray to God, tell him we don't want talking anymore. Tell him to forgive us. It is he then. He's like, don't worry. God says it's going to be okay. It's fine. You just make sure you and your king follow his commands, obey him and honor him and praise him and worship him and everything will be okay. So that's the end of the story. It continues, but that's the story I wanted to tell. So the first thing that I was thinking of was sometimes you're really praying for something that could be bad for you. And you see how they were already told, this is what a king is going to do to you guys. You guys will basically be there to serve him, labor for him. You won't be living a free life anymore. They're like, we don't care, we still want it. So sometimes you're praying for something and it's actually what will destroy you and what will distract you. I like that because that happens to us. You can be praying for something, really wishing, wanting, waiting and that's what your desire is doesn't mean it's God's desire for you. It doesn't mean that it's God's desire to give you that. Don't get me wrong. God wants you happy. God wants you successful. But your means of getting successful maybe is not his means. That's not what he is seeing. That's not what he thinks is best. And it will be destructive. And many times we don't see that. Think about God. He says, ask and you shall receive. Okay, you keep asking and he will give it to you. So I even had another preacher saying, be careful what you pray for and wish for, because at the end of the day, God will answer your prayer. God will grant you this thing and you will have to learn a lesson. Instead of having to learn a lesson, why not just trust him? Just know that he will give you what you need, not just by how you think it's supposed to come, but how he sees it best for it to come. Interestingly, I feel like we always know when we're praying for something that is not right for us, we are aware. Sometimes I pray for something and I already see a sign that this is going to be a distraction in my life. This is going to affect me in ABCD way. We still choose to ignore that. We choose to just 
say no i still want it i want it because i want it because it's going to satisfy me and make me happy not thinking that okay there could be another way around this that doesn't involve me getting ruined or distracted by this said thing so be careful and be ready to let go if you're not willing to let go of that thing it means you're actually worshiping the thing instead of god himself so we find ourselves in such positions and it's only human there's a thing about just surrendering and saying you know have your way just like jesus said when he was dying i don't mean like yeah say yes i will die but he said not my will but your will that's an act of surrender yes i don't want to suffer but i will suffer if that's what you want me to do and don't get me wrong again god doesn't want you to suffer and at the end of the day any hardship you encounter will always end in a good way it will always be worked out in a good way it's good to think of that even when you get a rejection or you get a no or something doesn't work out the way you want it to work out it doesn't mean that the world is over that's the first thing the second thing is the fact that even after they kind of worshiped a king instead of going to god for help and god was angry with them he still provided them with an appropriate king and he still said fine you will be okay i forgive you just make sure you obey me and you follow my commands etc god is lenient god is compassionate god is forgiving and god is loving and he is merciful so even if you turn away and you do something despicable not that i'm saying it should be the permission <laughs> but even if that happens he will still forgive you with an acknowledgement i was just reading a verse today morning from proverbs proverbs or psalms one of those books I've forgotten the correct wording but it was talking about prayer and forgiveness that you're forgiven when you pray repent and God is merciful God is always merciful I was actually thinking of this thing why does God always say you have to admit it like you have to acknowledge that you made the mistake what does an apology mean when someone tells you i'm sorry i did this to you i'm sorry i hurt you it's the acknowledgement that they did something wrong the admittance the responsibility so you're taking a responsibility over your mistake and you're wrong so when someone comes to you and tells you i'm sorry i hurt you i'm sorry i did a b c d and of course you see that they actually mean it then it's easier for you to forgive and move on than the mistakes that people don't apologize for i know that for myself whenever someone does and apologize it's much harder for me to get over it but with an apology it's so easy because it's like okay you acknowledge you did something wrong and i have been appeased by your sorry and i'm moved to forgive you and move on with our relationship or even if you're parting ways we part ways but i'm not carrying a heavy heart so that's actually something significant that when you ask for forgiveness and mercy from god it's like yeah i did wrong i know it was wrong and now i'm wanting to do right i am seeking your forgiveness there's a certain thing about that so just always know that no matter what happens god is always going to love you and forgive you he's a caring god he's a caring father he still steered them towards the correct way he still told them just keep my commands and obey me and here is your king he still gave them a king he still gave them a king who won them their first battle and established a good name for them of course later you'll see that king Saul went ahead to have his own problems <laughs> and dilemmas but again god warned them as we saw but yes again even if something goes wrong god will always redirect your path god will always lead you in the correct way and now it's your choice are you going to follow him or are you going to again make your own decisions and say no i don't care this is what i want then the other thing was that sometimes 
we turn to human beings instead of turning to God. We go to a human being to solve our problem before coming to God first. It can be very innocent. Maybe I need someone to give me a job. I need someone to give me this investment, this capital. I need someone to give me a thing. But then at the end of the day, you have to know that God is your source. God is the source of that blessing. The person whom you're looking out for is just a vessel or like a way in which God is bringing this thing at your doorstep. But you have to know that God is the one who provides all these things. If you really want something, you don't go to a person and beg them and do anything, sell your soul just so somebody can give you money or give you favor or whatever it is you're trying to get. You don't have to go please a human being and worship a human being. You go to God and ask him for favor and other things. Sometimes it doesn't come in the way we expect it. You know, this was part of my sermon just today, yesterday, sorry. We're being told sometimes you expect, for example, if you're having a business, you expect someone to hand you a check of a million or 500,000. But sometimes he's going to give you favor. He's going to give you someone who'll be like, you know what? You can set it up at no cost. I won't charge you. Someone else will be like, you know what? Let me donate the first stock or whatever you need for your first month. Someone else is like, oh, here, have this client. Let me refer someone to you. That will equal 500,000 eventually because you might end up paying nothing or little money compared to what you're supposed to pay. That's also a blessing, but we don't see it because all we want is a check written 1 million with six zeros. So sometimes you're blind to it. Sometimes you don't see this thing that is being offered to you as a blessing. You may never know how it comes. The same way as the Israelites. All they wanted was a king. They did not care how they get victory. They did not care. Maybe it was supposed to come in this way and that other way. They wanted it in this specific way. And God still gave it to them though, but you never know how God is wanting to bless you and you never know God's way is better. Because if you have favor with your supplier and one time you need to delay a payment, he's going to be kind to you and be like, okay, fine, I let you off the hook this month as long as you make up for it by this day. You know, that's favor. Sometimes you're at the end of your rope, you don't know what to do. Somebody just comes along and makes your day and makes you weak. It just something turns around and that in itself is a blessing. Sometimes you turn to human beings, you don't need to worship a human being you don't need to i was going to say something (laughs) you don't need to play so many politics just to get a person to do something for you while god is the person you should be turning to there's something i would want but it's coming from a person so you want to go to this person and just do anything like you're willing to do anything for this person just because you want them to grant this thing well it's not only about the person it's about god if you have this favor and you have a smart mind, you have wisdom, you're able to navigate yourself through these situations. These are the things you should be praying for. For favor with men and favor with God, for wisdom, for understanding, for knowledge, for discernment, for the creativity to make decisions and come up with solutions and good ideas, for peace so that you can be at peace even when you're struggling, for humility so even if something goes wrong, you're still humble enough to come back to God and still humble enough to try again, for that resilience and that strength to keep on trying and keep on fighting even if you're losing a battle. I know this is a very cliche quote that we like to post on Instagram. Oh, rejection is just protection or redirection. But it's actually true. If God had rejected this plea of the Israelites to have a king, maybe he would have saved them some trouble regarding all the things they went through with their kings. Maybe he would have saved their families and they'd have been able to live a happy, modest life. He would have provided another way for them to have victory over the people who are attacking them. Sometimes we need that and we don't see it. 
those are the three main things I took away from it. The kind of time together, you be careful what you're praying for. And then two, God is always going to forgive you. And three, don't turn to a person because there's no one who can actually change your life per se and give you everything you need. It's just God. He places people appropriately along your path so that eventually you get to your end goal. At the end of the day, God wants what's best for you. He wants you to be happy and he wants you to live a certain life. And then your heart has to be in the correct posture. You can't be an evil person then you're praying for all this favor and goodness with people. How would you be able to be treated well by others yet you treat other people with dishonor, with pride, with ego? You know, it doesn't work out. Even if you're not religious, it just doesn't work out. So yeah, I think that's my lesson. Hey, lesson sounds like I was here teaching, <laughs> but that's the lesson I took from this passage. I just liked reading it. I could go on and on, but I don't want to ramble. And I'm trying to keep the episodes at a reasonable time so I don't tire you out. So you can also learn effectively without getting tired. I know before I was in love with like 40 minute, 50 minute episodes. Once in a while they'll be there, but I think this is a much better way to go about it. So yeah, that's all I wanted to share. I hope I did share it accurately and deliver it in the way that was most appropriate. Thank you guys so much for listening. Let me know what you think about that Samuel and King Saul story. And just reflect upon yourself. What is it you're praying for? That's purely your human, worldly, flesh desire. And what is it that you could surrender and tell God, okay, fine, I may not have it my way, but the end goal is for me to be successful. Let's have it your way. You show me what I'm supposed to do. And do you think you'd be willing to do that? Or would you be like the Israelite who'd be saying, I don't care. Even if it's going to distract me and destroy me or be of harm to me, I want it. Would you be that person? Think about it. And what are you praying for? You know, who are you turning towards instead of turning to God first and foremost before anything? Who are you looking at? Who are you begging <laughs> to help you instead of begging God? You know, that is the wrong way to place our efforts. Oh, one last thing. Even in the King Solomon story and many other places, this is a different king now, but I just wanted to brush on the fact that your intent and your reason your motivation must be sincere for asking. If you're asking for money just so that you can stunt on people and you can make other people feel jealous or you can show off, do you expect God to grant that? Of course God won't grant that. But if you're praying for this thing, for success, so you can be of help and you can bring a solution to a problem somewhere or you can help someone somewhere, then of course God is going to be more inclined to grant you that wish. So you should be sincere. You should check your motivations. You know, we know the verse, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test my anxious thoughts and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the righteous path. So you should be praying that prayer that God may lead you in a righteous path and he may test you and try you to see if there's any shady motivations inside of you. And that way you'll be helping yourself out in the long run because you avoid so much trouble and drama when you're in messy situations. So that's it, I guess. <laughs> I hope that you took something away from this. Yeah, just ask yourself what I told you. Probe yourself, sit down with yourself, spend some time evaluating the things you pray for, how you pray for them. And if this thing were not to be answered, if God didn't grant me this specific wish, how would I feel or what would I do? And if God told me, okay, I can give it, but this is how it's going to affect you. Would you still be like, God, I don't care. I want it. God, just give it to me. I don't care if I'm distracted or not as long as I have it. Yeah. 
think about it. And I think that brings me to the end of the episode. So glad to have you guys here. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for allowing me a safe space to talk to you guys and share what's on my mind and share the things that I'm learning and hopefully have an effect on you too. So thank you so much. Have yourselves a lovely week. Have yourselves a lovely rest of the month. I hope you always know that you are loved, you are blessed, you are worthy of good things. You deserve amazing things. God has a special spot for you somewhere. If things aren't working out, just be patient. Hang in there. Just a little tiny longer. I hope you guys know that doing this makes me happy. Filling your cup fills my cup as well. So thank you so much for being here. In case nobody has told you today, you are doing amazing. You are worthy. You are beautiful. You are handsome. And you you are blessed. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll talk next episode. Bye.